Sit comfortably, relax, and don't let the mind stray and attach to external objects. Also don't over-focus or control the mind to stay at the base. Be mindful in the present moment and observe the body and mind. Then continue with right concentration, stably observing phenomena from the base. At this moment the mind becomes a knower mind, which is able to separate itself from the five aggregates, or six sense organs. There are six ways of separating the body from the mind and mental states, according to the preferences, strengths, and habits of each individual. This is the first stage of entering Vipassana meditation, and each meditator will naturally see in one of these ways. The first way is seeing the body and mind as the five aggregates. The second way is seeing the body and mind as the six internal and six external sense objects. The third is seeing the body and mind as the eighteen elements, the six sense organs or six elements, the six external objects, or elements, of contact, and the consciousness at each sense organ is another six elements. The fourth is seeing the body and mind as the twenty-two faculties, which are separated into five divisions. These are 1. The division of the six sense organs. 2. The division of physicality, femininity, masculinity and vitality. 3. The division of feeling, physical pleasure, physical pain, mental joy, mental grief, and indifference. 4. The division of spirituality, faith, energy, mindfulness, concentration, and wisdom. 5. The division of the supramundane, training the mind to enter the path to be a stream-enterer, the fruit of becoming a stream-enterer until arahantship, and fully completed arahantship. The fifth is seeing the body and mind as the twelve links of cause and effect of dependent origination. The sixth way is seeing the body and mind as the four noble truths. All of these are ways of looking at the body and mind. Now, while we are sitting and practicing Vipassana meditation, are you aware that internal and external objects are separate? As an example, when you hear my voice, is hearing, internal, separate from my voice, external? Or when you see some external object, does the mind separate seeing, internal, from the external object? When you sit and pain arises in your legs, are you able to separate the feeling of the pain, external, from the body, internal? And when thought arises, are you able to separate the mind, internal, from thinking, external? If the mind is stable and objectively observing from the base, and we can separate the body from the mind, we will be able to see how the mind reacts to contact. For example, like, dislike or craving may arise after contact, and we will be able to separate the mind, internal, from the craving, external, and the craving, or cause of suffering, will fade away by its own cause. The mind will become calm, light, soft, and suitable for practicing Vipassana meditation. The mind that is ready for Vipassana meditation needs to overcome the five hindrances, which are 1. Sensual pleasure. 2. 
aversion. 3. Sloth and torpor. 4. Restlessness and worry. 5. Doubt. When these hindrances have been overcome, the mind will be able to objectively observe from the base. Every time we sit to meditate we should begin with the Four Noble Truths, making sure the mind is in the present moment with mindfulness at the base and observing the body and mind the way they naturally are. When you practice walking, chanting or sitting meditation, make sure you don't fall into the two wrong paths, which are, 1. Being lost in sensual pleasure and attached to thought and, 2. Trying to overfocus or control the mind to stay at the base. Just walk the path by being aware when the mind strays from the path and bring it back to the base with effort. If you are mindful, whenever your posture is sagging or your mind is wandering, you will become aware of this and will bring the mind back to the base and adjust your posture and mind accordingly. Mindfulness is like a bodyguard which protects our body and mind. Whenever there is contact at the six sense organs, mindfulness will be consciously aware of this contact and observe the mind that wants to wander off. Try to bring the mind back to the base more often. Every time contact at the sense organs causes the mind to wander, mindfulness will be aware of this and cause clear comprehension to realize that the mind is away from the base and bring it back to the base. The duty of clear comprehension is to make sure that mindfulness arises more often, moment to moment. When clear comprehension brings the mind back to the base, this causes persistent perception to record and store this moment of mindfulness in the subconscious. The more moments of mindfulness we store with effort, the more mindfulness will arise spontaneously, effort causes mindfulness to arise. When mindfulness is fully cultivated, the mind will be stable and objectively observing at the base. This is called right concentration or knower mind which can separate the mind from the body and mental states. The knower mind is able to see the cause and effect of the arising of phenomena, which causes wisdom to see the three marks of existence of the arising phenomena, everything arising, existing and passing away by its own cause. When we practice we don't need to follow each thought but just know that the mind is thinking. If you follow each thought and its story your mind is already attached to the whirlpool of thought, causing self and suffering to arise. But if the mind objectively sees thoughts arising, existing and passing away when you're practicing vipassana meditation, you know mindfulness and wisdom have arisen. We should patiently practice with effort to make sure our mindfulness, concentration and wisdom arise spontaneously. Effort is the cause of the four foundations of mindfulness, the four foundations of mindfulness are the cause of right concentration, right concentration causes wisdom, and wisdom causes enlightenment to arise. As you know, everything arises by cause and effect, you only have to cultivate the right cause and you will receive the right consequence. You don't have to be concerned with the outcome if you are cultivating the right cause. Make an effort by practicing formal meditation, sitting, chanting, and walking, every day with right understanding. This will strengthen the mind, which will allow you to apply this practice in your daily life with mindfulness and wisdom. 
Some people believe that formal meditation isn't necessary in daily life, but this is wrong, because we need to strengthen the mind in order for it to be stable, impartial and a good watcher. When we make a real effort we will see the mind change in a better way and our perspective will be different than before. We will be able to observe mental states, thoughts, and so on, with objectivity and mindfulness. Concentration and wisdom will prevent us from becoming attached to craving and clinging. This will lessen self or ego and we will be free from accumulating the consequences of actions inspired by attachment and craving. Our practice is that whenever the six sense organs contact external objects and cause feeling or craving to arise, we maintain mindfulness, objectively observe and remain at the base without being attached to the objects, feeling or craving. The practice is not only in the meditation hall or temple but in the present moment in our daily life, even when experiencing things or persons we don't like or want, when we have to separate from things or persons we love, or when we don't get what we want. At this moment we should have mindfulness, concentration and wisdom to objectively see these phenomena just the way they arise and always observe how the mind is reacting to them. Every time we objectively observe a mental state or how the mind is reacting to a contact, the mind is a knower mind and the mental state or feeling is the object known. Finally, with wisdom the mind will see the object known, feeling and craving arising and passing away by their own cause. Mindfulness and wisdom will guide the mind through critical situations without being attached to sensation and prevent craving and clinging from controlling the mind and causing us to take action, which will cause suffering. Then we will walk through the problems of life that surround us with happiness, causing us to have faith in Buddha's teaching, Dhamma, and inspiring us to make further effort. Happiness exists in the mind, and not outside. We don't need a lot of money because we can find happiness right here and now in our own mind and body. As we train our mind with wisdom, we will realize that happiness is one of the aggregates, feeling. Since it is internal, we don't need to depend on anything external to have happiness, just cultivate or practice the cause of happiness, mindfulness, concentration and wisdom, and you will achieve permanent happiness. Keep practicing daily with formal meditation and in every moment of life, whenever you are at work, at school, with friends or with family. The opportunity to practice is the great benefit that we have received by being in the human realm where Buddha's Dhamma is present. Be strong, work hard and put effort into your practicing, into preventing unwholesome states from arising and cultivating wholesome states. Our life is really short. We don't know how long it will last and it may end at any time, so walk the path of enlightenment and free your mind from suffering in the present moment and in samsara. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to cultivate mindfulness and wisdom in your daily life until you are free from attachment and enter enlightenment. I wish everyone great success in your practice. Trisika Insight Meditation Center Plant City Florida